that, that in the upper room with the 12 disciples, I don't think that they had missionary of the month questions. I, I just don't think. It, I mean, they may have, you know, but Scripture doesn't back that up so much. But, but I am pretty sure that uh, Christ probably had uh, uh, Doubting Thomas doing sit-ups and push-ups in front of people. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. Leviticus 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. This is really kind of a continuation of last night. This is where I started to go, but the message ended up this morning with the study. Amen. But uh, we, we hit it hard this morning how so much of the children of Israel was steeped in symbolism. When we saw this this morning with the linen and the wool, we hit it hard in how the Jews were not allowed to mix them. I hit that hard this morning. I, if you were here this morning, we have an understanding of what the linen and the wool is all about. Now when we read that, we come to that, it's not going to be confusing. We're going to go, oh, that's exactly what that represented. That's why God had them do that. We know that the wool represented the blood sacrifice and the linen represented the works of the flesh. And only the, a blood sacrifice was and is acceptable unto God. Amen. Um, and God was reminding his people, you do not mix the two. And then we saw how the high priest... Uh, was only to wear the linen, 100% linen, on the Day of Atonement. And that's because he was representing Christ, because Christ is the wool, Christ is the lamb, and he was the one who performed the work. Boy, I was excited as I was understanding that while I was reading. Amen. But let's look at this from a little bit different perspective. Leviticus chapter 13, verse 47. This is a garment also uh, that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it be a, a, a woolen garment or a linen garment whether it be in the warp or woof, of linen or of woolen, whether in the skin or in anything uh, made of skin. And if the plague be greenish or reddish in the garment or in the skin, uh, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of the skin, it is a plague of leprosy and shall be showed unto the priest. And the priest shall look upon the plague and shut, shut, up, excuse me, and shut up it that hath the plague seven days. And here again, like this morning, we see God calling out the woolen garment and the linen garment. But, but this, this, this context of Scripture here is talking about leprosy and how to deal with it. Let's, uh, let's get into the message. Amen. Uh, Brother Riley, would you, would you open this message in a word of prayer, sir? Noah, can you run and get me a water, please, dear? Amen. Amen. I was listening to a message years ago. We were in Connecticut. Um, what was that meeting called, Rachel? The North Wind or something? Old Yankee Camp meeting. Oh, yeah, his verse was something about the North Wind. Amen. And um, um, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, and uh, Brother Phil Skipper, Evangelist Phil Skipper, uh, preached a message called Warp and Woof. And um, as I was studying for... Uh, uh, the woolen and the linen, I, I called them up to ask them, I said, is that message anywhere in there uh, on YouTube or somewhere? I said, because I remember loving that message, but I couldn't find it on YouTube. And he's like, I have no idea. I've never looked up myself. 
uh, he found it on Sermon Audio, and I listened to it, and I took some notes, and, um, and, 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 I, and I incorporated it into my message this morning. Uh, and my goal was to preach a message, and, and it was the wool and the linen, and, but it really just turned into two messages. Amen. Um, amen. So this portion that we just looked at is specifically talking about leprosy and how the children of Israel are addressing how they're supposed to deal with it. Uh, if they get it, if they find a, a spot uh, on their garments, amen, specifically, way specifically, what to do. Well, look at Leviticus thirteen forty seven. It says, The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it be a woolen garment or a linen garment. And by the way, this is a portion of Scripture where God is speaking to Moses and Aaron. God is the one speaking to Moses and Aaron. I mean, you could have put these words in red. It's all God speaking um, specifically and, and and god he literally calls out the wool and the linen acknowledging two types of clothing but notice here they are not mixed but they're two different types back to our text Luke 48 whether it be in the warp or woof of linen or of woolen whether in a skin or in anything made of skin warp here that's some weird terminology does, does any of you ladies know what that means warp and woof before i get going i'm just like curious it's a fabric term, mostly a fabric term. It can be used in other things. Uh, but warp is, is not um, uh, a Star Trek term, right? Uh, amen. But, but warp is a thread that runs up and down, as in vertical. It's the primary thread. It gives the strength and durability to the fabric. Okay, I was learning with this message. Amen. The woof, it is not what Fido does or Sparky does to the mailman or to the truck that's going by. The woof is the thread that goes side to side as in horizontal. It, 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 it's giving flexibility to the fabric. And you say, well, Pastor Gunther, why does this even matter? Well, that's what the message is about. Amen. That's why we, you know what, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. I've I, I probably read over that how many times and be like, I don't know what that means, keep reading, right? Didn't say read to show thyself approved. We need to read, but we need to be studying. Right. Amen. If you were to ask a seamstress the importance of what direction the cloth is cut, it is important, otherwise you're going to have a stringy frayed mess on your hands if you don't cut it in a certain way carpenters are aware of this you got to cut a certain way with or against the grain depending on what you're getting at you don't just sand randomly on a piece of wood depends what the wood is as well <laughs> if it's pressed lumber who cares? <laughs> who cares right but like you need to um what is it brother dollars you sand with the grain with the grain right sand with the grain um, it matters which way the grain is going, uh, warp or woof. It's more of a fabric term. But not everyone is a seamstress, not everyone is a carpenter. Um, but, but who here has had cream ch uh, string cheese before? Amen. I love me some string cheese. You, you, you fry it up and you turn it into mozzarella sticks in the oven. Amen. We've done that. Um, but string cheese. You can pull it out in a certain grain, certain way that's going to be like all stringy and floppy, or you could like chop it or take a bite or slice it off the end, 
and it's going to be a lot stiffer and harder. It matters which way you go with the grain. Um, the warp and the woof matter in fabric. It's a big deal. Um, you have to deal differently with, with each one. And this is important. The warp is the vertical thread. It's important to know this. The warp is the vertical thread where the woof is the horizontal thread. Seems weird saying warp and woof. Amen. But our lives are a lot like fabric. They're made up of a lot of different small events laid out in certain patterns, if you will. Uh, as the creation of God, that's what we are, we have a vertical relationship with our Heavenly Father. We also have a horizontal relationship with our fellow man. Look at verse 49. And if the plague be greenish or reddish in the garment or in the skin, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything of the skin, it is a plague of leprosy and shall be showed unto the priest. Remember, this is God giving instructions on leprosy and how to deal with it. That's important. So there's three things that we see here. Number one, we have the relationship. You see red or green on your garment, either in the warp or the wolf, you're supposed to, uh, you, you know that it's leprosy. Whether it's the warp or the wolf, we can't tell. We look at this, we can't tell what, it's all sewn together, it's all together, up and down and vertical and horizontal. If we have a stain coming through, you can't see if it's the warp or the wolf. But you can't tell that's leprosy involved. I'm really trying to stress the point that the woof affects the warp. And the warp affects the, the woof. You, you can't tell them apart. It's, 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 like, it's like to us it's the same thing. Our eyes can't see it. Amen. If your relationship with the Lord, vertical, is not what it ought to be, it's going to affect your horizontal relationship. And so the other way around, if your horizontal relationship isn't what it ought to be, your vertical relationship isn't going to be right. One affects the other, if I'm not right with my wife, I am not right with God. Period. If I'm not right with God, I'm not right with my wife. Some, some people might say, and it's been said to me on different occasions, well, my problem is really just with this one person and not with God. I, I'm not bitter. It's really just this one person that, that I have a problem with. But the problem is it affects both. You got a problem with the fellow man, you got a problem with God. One affects the other. Unfortunately, so many Christians live in a constant state of, of rebellion or backsliding that they've forgotten how joyful and how pleasant it can be to have a good relationship with God and man. But maybe they've never really experienced it. Amen. Boy, it can, it can be good, I'm telling you. 
the relationship between the warp and the wolf affects each other, just like our vertical relationship affects our horizontal relationship. You're saying, Pastor, you're repeating yourself, I know on purpose, on purpose. Number one, we see the relationship between the two. Number one, or number two, we see the reaction. As in, what do you do when you find a spot of leprosy? Turn to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Some Christians are going to look at it, and they're going to compare spots. They're going to be like, you know what? I just got a little spot. Oh, man, your spot's way bigger than mine. I'm better than you. I don't have leprosy quite as bad as you do. Do you guys see what this is? Leprosy is a picture of sin. Oh, my sin's just so little. It's not as bad as your sin. I'm not going to have fellowship with you because your sin's so bad. Yet, they see their own sin, but they're just thinking that they're better off. Church, we're all sinners. Every one of us. Sinners saved by grace, amen. 2 Corinthians 10, 12, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. They measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. We're just going to go in circles and, and spin our wheels in discouragement and despair and bitterness and depression trying to compare ourselves with whatever social media has going on. The Brewers took a couple of my kids out to Golden Corral the other day. Man, their life must be so great. We had hot dogs. It must be nice to be the Brewers, comparing ourselves among ourselves. Church, it doesn't matter how big your spot is. All that matters is that you take it before the priest for instruction. It's all about your reaction. Amen. Uh, just had the just like the Jews had to put their trust, Amen, in the priest, and they had to take their spot. And if you're to read that whole chapter, and I think more, they'd take their spot wherever they found, take it to the priest, and they had to show the priest their spot of uh, of leprosy. Remember, it represents sin. And the priest would tell him, well, this is what you need to do. And, and, and God lays out to Moses and Aaron, this is what you do. If the spot's this, the spot's that, this is what you do. You burn it or you, 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 you wash it, whatever it is. God gave specific instructions on what to do. So the Jews had a choice to be obedient. I, uh, here, here they have a spot of leprosy. Now they got to go to the priest for the priest to take care of it or, or give them instructions anyways. So with the sinner, it doesn't matter how Big or small you think your sin is, because we all everybody here downplays their sin. Everybody. That's our human nature. Our sin isn't so bad, Brother Tony. It's not so bad, Mrs. Fran, because somebody else, they're way worse. I'm, I'm not that bad. So then we decide to not to not take our to, to not go to the priest and show him show him our spot so he can tell us what to do with it. Because then you can, you can be made whole again. And so is with the sinner that has the, 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 the sin spot stain on their heart. If they don't take it to the high priest, guess what's going to happen? The, the sin's going to fester and rot them out just like leprosy. You're going to see them less and less in the house of God. 
then eventually they're going to just be gone because it eventually took their life. It's the same exact parallelism and symbolism, amen. Um, but what matters is your reaction, your reaction to the leprosy. It's, it's our reaction to the sin, amen. I'm so glad that we have a, a high priest and we can come. We can take our sin-stained garment, amen, and he can, man, he can tell us uh, exactly what we need to do quicker and better than any priest that ever lived could do, amen. So we see the importance of the relationship and we see the importance of the reaction. But now let's look at the final point, the rest. Turn to Revelations 19. It'll be our last, last scripture. I've noticed, and if you think about it, you have too, that there's people who have not addressed the issue of warp and woof in their life. Not bringing it to the high priest. Um, not, 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 showing the high, not showing the high priest, Lord Jesus Christ, the sin that is in their heart. And their lack of obedience has caused them to be in unnecessary living a miserable life, dying in their sins. and It's not a matter of how big the issue is, but rather did you bring your issue to the priest. It's not a matter of when you got it, how you got it, where you got it. We're all sinners, all of us. I want to talk about a picture of salvation, amen. Turn to Revelation 19.5. Revelation 19.5 says, And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. That's us, by the way. Look at this. And to her was granted that she should, should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. The garment that we wear in heaven is not going to be a mixed garment. It's not going to be sewed together with, with wool, not even close, amen. Uh, I... It will only be a garment that was acceptable by the same exact God that approved the garment for Adam and Eve in animal skin covering, amen. If it weren't for Jesus Christ, the lamb, putting on the, the linen robe of works at the cross for us, We'd have no chance of salvation, Miss Fran. Church, we're going to be wearing fine linen, clean and white. And the only thing that I can relate that to is, is, is we had a nice pair of sheets. I think we might have it today. Uh, we've had like one nice pair of sheets. And I don't know what count it is. Don't say what count. It would be embarrassing. But what's a good count of thread count? Expensive. Most expensive thread count you think of? Thousand. Thousand. Wow. Ours is probably like 150. Amen. <laughs> but you get a thousand thread count of sheets, brand new, and then you wash them when they're fresh and used. 
Downey? What's the freshener one? Downey. Yeah, no, da not Downey. I would never use Downey. Uh, what's the freshener, Rachel? Fabric softener. Gain. Okay. Smells good and it feels good. You wrap yourself in it. That's the closest thing that I can imagine what our clothes are going to be like in heaven. Amen. But the linen represents work. We'll be wearing linen. It's not the works that we've done. Titus 3.5, but a work which he has done for us. Amen. Amen. By the washing and regeneration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Can I tell you, church, we both now and for eternity will literally be putting our rest in the work of the cross. We get to wear linen in heaven. That sounds amazing. Is that like scrubs? Amen. Amen. But, but whether you're a Jew with leprosy or a sinner today, amen, your relationship affects your reaction, which absolutely affects the rest, uh, your rest for all of eternity. It's important. It's important when we're studying to understand what the, 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 why they couldn't wear the linen uh, in the wool uh, mixed together, sewed together, and what the warp and the woof mean, and how it affects our relationship with our vertical uh, 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 relationship with the Lord and our horizontal relationship with fellow man. It's important. Let's close in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord.